I'm Dr. Patrick Flume, guest author of this E-Cystic Fibrosis Review Special Edition. I'm Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the Medical University of South Carolina. And now I'm speaking with Dr. J.P. Clancy, who is the Gunnar Esaias Cincinnati Bell Chair. He's the Research Director in the Division of Pulmonary Medicine and Professor in Department of Pediatrics in Cincinnati Children's. J.P., thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. So, JP, I wanted to talk to you about your patients who have chronic Pseudomonas airways infection. How do you use inhaled antibiotics for these patients? Being a pediatrician, I would say that our number of patients with chronic Pseudomonas infection is less than it was a few years ago, but I will also note that (laughs) it's still a significant problem in pediatrics, more commonly in our adolescent population as opposed to young children where we're frequently eradicating as opposed to chronically treating. But Pseudomonas is a significant problem and burden, and in my experience, we typically will use inhaled antibiotics, typically on a cycled fashion for most of our patients, utilizing the two most common FDA-approved preparations, either one of the tobramycin type of preparations or castin or astreonam for inhalation. So you're generally following the labeled regimen of every other month therapy. Are there patients you're using continuous therapy on? Yeah. In general, I use the inhaled antibiotics on an alternate month schedule, but there are some patients who I have chosen to put on continuous antibiotics, inhaled antibiotics. And those are typically ones who have had a harder time finding stability, show us clear increase in symptoms when they are off inhaled antibiotics, and really have, after talking with them and reviewing the literature and the the safety information, have felt comfortable that this was a better option for them based on my own professional opinion. In those patients in whom you do choose to use continuous therapy, do you generally use a single antibiotic on a continuous regimen or are you using an alternating antibiotic regimen? Yeah, I have more commonly used a single agent, more for simplicity than anything else. All that being said, but we have also mixed it up for patients and and uh, gone with different antibiotics, but in a not in a specific 28-day on, 28-day off cycle. For example, we may go six months with a certain antibiotic and then feel it's time to make a change for, you know, it can be different reasons. Obviously, sometimes it's driven by third-party payers, but sometimes it's driven by, you know, perception that it's not providing the benefit it had previously. And we've certainly been open to using the alternate month approach, but usually for simplicity, the families that I've worked with have been happy with a single agent with revisiting its continuous use on a periodic basis. So I want to ask you about the study that we had done using continuous alternating therapy or the affectionate name of the CAT trial in patients with CF. I know you're familiar with the study and the data. What are your impressions of the CAT trial? Yeah, it was a a little bit frustrating, I will say. I hopefully alluded to with my previous comments is we're basing our use of continuous antibiotics on a sort of professional opinion, which is not really evidence-based. It's driven by experience and conversation and sort of gleaning what we can from other evidence-based applications. And so I felt like this was a really valuable and important study that would hopefully give us some clarity about the utility of using continuous antibiotic approach and we were very active in that trial and really felt like it would be something that would bring us valuable information to the field. You know, what my observations in looking at the results are that obviously that the study was not able to be completed because of a variety of reasons. Some was competing trials. Some was adoption of a continuous nebulized antibiotic approach by care providers, both of which kind of undermined our ability to effectively recruit into the trial. 
And, you know, when looking at the data that's been presented and is, I know is uh, approaching publication, you know, it certainly all points the direction of a benefit, you know, certainly suggests that there's an improvement in symptoms in time to pulmonary exacerbation, in frequency of exacerbation, and possibly even lung function. You know, none of these met statistical significance, but all trended in the right, you know, what I would say, the right direction or the, you know, towards benefit of continuous therapy. And taking all that information together provides me at least some assurance that this is a good fit for some of our patients. So based on those studies results, will that have any impact on your future use of inhaled antibiotics? Yeah, I think I can tell when I talk with families about this option, I can say that there is experience, provide the information of uh, the studies were small and therefore underpowered to demonstrate the impact that we would anticipate. But there were a number of trends that suggested it was beneficial and also that it was well tolerated and didn't seem to be associated with any real change in the microbiology or any real change in the resistance pattern and also didn't really seem to have any safety signals in terms of patient symptoms or exacerbations and so forth. And I think, you know, putting all that together, I feel like I have more confidence making this choice than I had prior to the presentation of the CATS data. I'm looking forward to the reaction from the community once the publication is out there. JP, I want to thank you for being part of this e-cystic fibrosis review special edition program. Well, you're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you about this and share my experiences and hope that they're uh, valuable to our understanding and use of antibiotics to manage CF chronic infections.